uh, hey, are you practicing that in your life? And it was like I was reading that, and it uh, reached out and just hit me hard. And I thought, man, I want to do what God tells me to do. And he says, Jesus was speaking here, and he says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? And just that verse right there, I was like, wow. How many of us call Him Lord? Jesus, You're my Lord. But we don't do what He says. And that hit me pretty hard. And then He goes on to say, Everyone who comes to Me and hears My words and acts on them, I will show you whom He is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep, laid a foundation on the rock, and when the flood occurred, the torrent burst against it. That house could not shake it. Against that house could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who has heard, now notice that he did hear, He heard the words of the Lord. He heard God. But the one who has heard and not acted accordingly is like a man who built a house on the ground without any foundation and the torrent burst against it and immediately it collapsed. And the ruin of that house was great. And so Jesus gives us two examples of people here, one that hears His words and acts on them. So they hear what Jesus is saying to them, or they hear the Gospel, they hear the Word of God, they hear His will, they hear the teachings of Jesus, and they act on those teachings. They apply those teachings. But that stood out to me, why do we call Him Lord if we're not going to do what He says. And that was Jesus' question to the crowds. Wait a minute. Why are you calling Me Lord if you're not going to do what I say? So the first thing we have to discover is what does Lord mean? What does it mean to, to call Him Lord? The word here, kurios, In the Greek, and there's a few meanings here. One is supremacy. Another uh, interpretation of that would be supreme in authority. As a noun, and this one blew me away, as a noun, this word means controller. Controller. So when I call Jesus Lord, I'm saying, You're the controller of my life. You're the supreme authority. You're my controller. Does God control you? Does does the teachings of Jesus direct your path? Do they control your life? You know, to call Jesus Lord means to have committed ourselves to following Him and His teaching. You see, I think a 
one of the problems today is I think a lot of people want Jesus as Savior. Who wouldn't want Jesus as Savior? Because they hear about, you know, heaven and hell, and, and they hear that Jesus can forgive all of our sins and, and save us and give us eternal life, and, and that's wonderful. Everybody wants Jesus as Savior. But I want to tell you something. Not everybody wants Him as Lord. What's sad is not everybody wants Him as Savior either. That, that one I, uh, you know, still trying to figure out. But, you know, for us as Christians, we, we hear the gospel. I can be forgiven all my sins. I can be saved. I can be cleansed. And, and we ask Jesus to come in and be our Savior. And He saves us from all of our sin. But then there are teachings of the Lord that we are to follow in His Word in order to be His disciples. In order to be His followers, His disciplined ones. Why would someone call Jesus Lord and then refuse to obey His teaching? Jesus' true followers not only should hear His words, but they should act on His words. Allowing his message to make a difference in their lives. When you hear the Word of God, when you hear the teaching of God, does it affect your life? I believe that the life of the Christian should be built around the Word of God. I believe we should build our entire lives around the teachings of Jesus. If we're not doing that, I don't believe we're allowing Him to be Lord. Because we want to be saved, but yet I believe sometimes we want to do what we want to do. And we don't want to follow what He's telling us to do. These questions, I believe every person should be asking themselves, not just today, but every day. We need to understand this too, that Jesus taught us that not everybody that calls Him Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father will enter into the kingdom of heaven. He goes, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in Your name and cast out demons and perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew You. Depart from Me, You who practiced lawlessness. I remember the first time I read this as a, as a baby Christian. I thought, wait a minute. I can call you Lord and, and, and pray for people and pray things in the name of Jesus. And, and, and here they said they prophesied in His name. Sometimes I think people prophesy instead of prophesy. We, we need to make sure we're being led of the Lord there. Amen. Don't want to just be speaking my own thoughts. I, I want to be led of the Spirit. But... Uh, Can I preach at you this morning? But notice what Jesus says here. And we have to pay 
close attention. And this is the part that I had to pay close attention to because I thought, man, I don't want to be religious and get to heaven and have Jesus say, I didn't know you. But look at who He said, I didn't know you too. You who practiced lawlessness. So apparently these were sort of religious people. They called Him Lord. But I don't believe they did what He said. I don't believe they followed His teachings. Instead, they just went on living like the world. I remember I used to go to church sometimes on Sunday when I was growing up and I'd go to church and I'd be in there singing all the songs with everybody, but as soon as I walked out the door, I went and opened my glove box, opened up a big joint and smoked it on the way home. <laughs> Talk about an abomination. I was <laughs> but that's the way I lived my life. I can go out and party all week and live it up and, and be immoral and all these things, but on Sunday I'm religious. And it seems to me that's kind of what Jesus was talking about here. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. The practice of their life was not built around the teachings of Jesus and now living the Christian life that they were supposed to live. They continued to practice a sinful life. I'm not talking about stumbling into sin or being overtaken by a fault as a Christian and we mess up and we ask God to forgive us. The question is, are we learning from our mistakes and our failures and growing in our relationship with God and following His teachings? Men, when people continue to live a sinful life, they show that Jesus is not truly their Lord and that they're not doing what He said. He said that everyone who hears these words and acts on them, he'll be that person who, whose house is well built and who has a solid foundation in Jesus. You see, the true test will come when the storms of life come. True faith will be tested. Amen. We can say hallelujah and we can jump real high, but your faith will be tested as a true believer. And if Jesus is truly Lord of your life, you will stand firm when the tests come and when the storms come. We need to be like that person. I don't have time to get into all of these, but I would encourage you today to read James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. But prove yourselves doers of the Word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks at his uh, natural face in a mirror and once he has looked at himself and gone away, he's immediately forgotten what kind of person he is. But the one who looks intently at the perfect law of liberty and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, here it is, but an effectual doer. An effectual doer. This man will be blessed in all that he does. I want to live a blessed life. 
I want to build my life around the Word of God. Because I know any other building material that goes into my life is shaky. It's not going to withstand the tests of life. Some people just take a casual look at God's Word without letting it affect their lives like that person who just looks in the mirror and goes away. They listen, but they don't act. The other approach is to intently look. A deep, continued study of God's Word that allows a person to see the flaws in his life and begins to change them according to the Word of God. I'll tell you, the Word is a good mirror. It'll show you what's truly on the inside. Not just the outside, but what's on the inside. So everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them is the foolish man. I don't know about you, but I lived a foolish life. (laughs) And I don't want to live that life again. I've seen everything come crashing down all around me. And the reason it did was because I didn't have a solid relationship with Jesus and He wasn't truly Lord of my life. Oh, I wanted to be saved. I wanted to be forgiven of my sins. I wanted eternal life. All that sounds wonderful. But I didn't want Jesus to be my Lord back then. I wanted to do what I wanted to do, not what He wanted me to do. But one day we'll stand before Him and He either knows us or He doesn't. The ones He didn't know were those who continued to practice lawlessness. I remember I used to say, well, I'm, I'm walking the fence. People say, how are you doing? Well, you know, I'm walking the fence. I got one foot in the world and one out. I don't do the splits very well. You know what? I don't believe there's any gray area. I don't believe there is a fence. I believe you're light or you're dark. I believe you're walking with Him and obeying Him or you're not. Jesus said, you know what? You're either gathering with Me or you scatter. There's no neutrality in Christ. We're on one side or the other. We're, we're following Him and serving Him and allowing Him to be the Lord, the controller of our life. Or we're in control. Amen. And I found this out. He doesn't share the throne. He won't share the throne. Amen. How we need to yield the Lordship to Jesus Christ. And you know what? The Bible tells us when we do, we'll be blessed. We'll be strong. We'll be firm. We'll withstand 
the storms of life. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, we've heard your word this morning. Help us to listen. God, help us to be true doers of the word and not merely hearers this morning. Jesus, we want you as our Savior, but Lord, we also want you as our Lord today. And you told us that we must confess you as our Lord. In fact, you said no one can say that you are Lord except by the Spirit. And so, Lord, we want to proclaim you as Lord today. And God, forgive us if we have not let you be our Lord. If we have been controlling our own lives, if we have not been following your teachings, if we have been practicing lawlessness in our life, we pray that you will forgive us and that you will cleanse us this morning and that we will surrender completely and wholly to you. I'm going to ask the ladies to come back this morning and we are going to sing a song. And as we are singing the song this morning, I'm going to ask each of you to uh, examine your heart this morning. If you're here this morning and you have not received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, but you would like to do that, we're going to have just a moment of prayer when we end this song and give you the opportunity to do that. Maybe you've asked Him to save you, but you say, you know what, I haven't made Him Lord. And you just feel like there's areas of your life that you need to surrender to Christ this morning. These altars are open as we sing this song. And if you want to come up and just square things up with God and make things right in your heart and in your life, you're more than welcome to do that. If you'd start that for us.